Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, December 28th, 2021, and this is day 1382 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you, we praise you, and thank you for every single thing that you've ever done for us and all the things that you will be doing for us. But Lord, everything you've already done is more than enough. By giving us your precious son, Jesus Christ, who died on that cross and rose up victorious over death, hell, and the grave so that we could have eternal life with you. Thank you so much, my Lord. I I thank you for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Listen, y'all, we all need an advocate. Yep, and we all have one, whether we know it or not, whether we recognize it or not. And uh, we'll tell. I'm going to tell you about the advocate that, that the Lord left us. Um, many of you probably know, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. So, uh, we're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 19, to learn about an advocate God put in place for Paul after he was converted from Saul to Paul, after he was converted from being an accuser of the Christian brethren, believers, uh, after being one that would murder them, uh, imprison them. And he, his life was transitioned to one of, the, one of the most mightiest men of God in the New Testament. He wrote the majority of the um, 27 books in the New Testament. Uh, so let's take a look at who God used as an advocate for him. In Acts 9, starting at verse 1, it says, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that it, if he found any there who belonged to the way, which was uh, the group of believers, um, and so if he found anyone who belonged to that group, whether men or women, so he didn't discriminate. He was an equal opportunity persecutor, okay? So he would go after men or women. He might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? That's Jesus speaking and saying, why do you persecute me? And that lets us know whenever anyone messes with, with any of God's believers, they're messing with God. God is saying, why are you doing this to me? Verse 5, who are you, Lord? Paul, Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. While the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless, they heard the sound but did not see anyone. 
Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus for three days. He was blind and did not eat or drink anything. And I, I see that as more of a surrendering process, a yielding process, like a fasting uh, for three days. He did not eat. He could not see with his natural eyes at all and was being led and guided around. What a humbling position that puts us in or puts him in. Verse 10, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. Now look at what changed here. Saul, who will be later changed to Paul, is now praying. And he says, in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. So the Lord has given him vision uh, to see spiritually, not yet physically. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument. Mm. So Ananias even had hesitation because he knew that Saul was out, uh, you know, yelling out murderous threats and prisoning uh, other uh, believers. As a matter of fact, uh, the first martyr was Stephen and uh, a powerful, um, mighty warrior of God. And he was standing by as the people stoned Stephen, holding the coats of those, uh, some of those that were doing that evil act. So the word was out about Saul. He, he was not a friend of Christians. So verse 3. Uh, I'm sorry, let me turn the page. <laughs> and he says, so God, Jesus says, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. So you see, he mentioned something here for he will proclaim uh, Jesus to the Gentiles. Uh, everyone else, the other disciples uh, prior to this had been speaking only to the Jews. All right, so now it's time to get the word out to the Gentiles. He says, uh, verse 17, Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. So there is a few things that stood out. Ananias 
obeyed God, first of all. He did tell the Lord how he was feeling, but after that, he went on, he obeyed the Lord, and he called Saul brother, which also meant that not only did he obey Jesus, but he showed action behind his beliefs by calling this man that was known as his enemy as his brother. And he became immediately at that moment his advocate to lead him by the hand, to lay hands on him, um, pray for him. He accepted Christ. Uh, The scales were removed from his eyes. He also was filled with the Holy Spirit. Ah, that's that is our now that's our number one advocate. Okay, and uh, and then as an outward expression of the new person he has be, had become, he was baptized. Uh, and baptism is something Jesus also was baptized. Baptizing though does not save our soul. Does not get us to heaven. Uh, alone, but accepting Jesus as Savior and then being baptized, absolutely. But let's say you didn't get an opportunity to get baptized. You were only saved. You still will go to heaven. Uh, But baptism is something we do in obedience to the Lord. He himself was baptized, and it is an outward expression of us going under the water, burying the old man and rising up anew. Like Jesus, when he died on that cross and then he went under, um, uh, when he died and rose up from the dead. So the same with us. But we go down under that water uh, to show that, you know what? I went down a sinner, filthy, and I arose up uh, clean and delivered Praise God, or clean and a new person in Christ. There is still maybe some deliverance that needs to take place in all of our lives. So point number one, many times we don't know what we don't know. That's why God provides us with advocates. God's call to advocacy to plead another's cause is the biblical uh, description or a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. So God calls us to advocacy, to be an advocate for those who may not be able to speak for themselves, to be an advocate for the Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by sharing the love of Jesus with others. We will have different advocates at different times of our in our lives. So the Lord sent Ananias at this time of transitioning in Paul's life. Ananias had a very specific assignment to place his hands on Paul to restore his sight. Uh, There are times when the Lord will place you in someone's life for a very brief time period for, for one particular assignment. And then there are other times when we, he will assign you to someone for a long period of time. It could be days, weeks, months, or even years. The key is being obedient to the Lord along the journey, even when it doesn't make sense to us. You know, it didn't make sense to Ananias at the beginning, uh, but we're not going to always see it the way God sees it right off the bat. He will show us, though, as we go along the process. Point number two, after Ananias did his part, Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
who is our ultimate advocate. He makes intercession for us in prayer. He leads and guides us into all truth. He gives us power to fulfill our purpose, building the kingdom of God. So I want to read that to you out of uh, John chapter 16. Uh, Just going and and sharing that with you. I always want to make sure that when I'm sharing the word of God, that I I prove what the word of God says through scriptures, not through what I say, but what, what is the... What does the Lord said? So John chapter 16, starting at verse 7, it says, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, but very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. This is Jesus telling his disciples at some point he is going to leave this earth. But when he does, he says, it is for our own good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, if we jump down to verses 12 through 15, it says, Jesus still speaking, he says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, mm, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Uh, He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So he's he's interceding uh, between us and and Jesus and and letting us know what the Lord would have us to do. And when we pray, he intercedes for us because there's times we don't know what to pray. And he he will give us words to pray. That's when we're speaking in different tongues. We don't necessarily know what we're speaking, but we know it's a heavenly language that God has blessed us with to speak in tongues. And the the Holy Spirit uh, makes intercession for us at that time. All right. Uh, And other times, I'm sure. Verse 15. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. (laughs) Glory be to God. That's how much the Lord loves us, right? That he sent us an advocate and he expects for us to also be an advocate to each other, to others out there. And it may not be to other brothers and sisters in Christ, but especially to those who don't know Jesus yet. All right. So, I'll never forget, the Lord had given me a vision several years ago uh, to start uh, something, and it was in our church, to serve people that were in need of resources, all right? We didn't have money to give out to people, uh, but it would be a group of us that, you know, we all know people, right? We all know somebody that we can we can share those connections with other people so that they can get what they need. So we started off with three of us, three of my friends, and that was Tracy uh, and Fred, and started off with the three of us, and and I talked to them, and I said, y'all, this is what the Lord's given me, and he put you on my hearts to be a part of this, and blah, 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 and then we kind of grew it from there, Uh, but we started with the three, and and they said, sure, we're in, so once a week, uh, we would be at the church, and I started passing out flyers and letting people know, if you need help with something or you're looking for a job or you you're 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 just in a situation where you just don't know quite what to do and you need some help so we did this and uh, people started to come 
Uh, and I'll never forget one young lady that used to go to the church uh, and she loved the Lord. And, and I'm pretty sure she still does, but she was going through quite a bit. And she was uh, she was coming to church. Her life was changing as she was hearing the word of God. And one of the things was that was going on in her life, she was living with a man. And uh, she her heart, uh, after hearing the word, uh, was convicted because she knew that that was sin. She should not be living outside of marriage with another man. Uh, and uh, so she wanted to, to get it right. And um, she came to me and said, I want to get married, but I can't because I was married once before. And my husband that I was married to, we, we, you know, we don't want to be together anymore, but he's in prison for life. And he's given me permission to get the divorce. And I said, oh, okay. And I knew that Tracy would be able to help her. So they partnered and Tracy became her advocate. And uh, we had what we called a created God had given me these intake forms to create uh, for them to write, uh, to fill out and, and share some of the things that they were interested in. And, and I had a whole list of things that they could check off. And she said she needed a lawyer. She needed help to get this done. So Tracy took her by the hand for a few months and they went through the process, filled out paperwork with legal aid uh, and met with the legal aid people or whatever they needed to do to get this done. And within a few months, she was able to get her divorce. And uh, and again, the her husband that was in prison was in agreement and he wanted her to be free to live her life. And um, after that, she asked me if I would conduct the marriage between her and the husband-to-be. And I was honored to do so. And uh, God blessed me to marry them. Uh, and from my knowledge, they have been married ever, every well, ever since, I should say. <laughs> and it just, it was a blessing because... God said, this is what I would have you all to do. And he sent the people. There was another gentleman that wanted to be a truck driver and uh, over the road trucker. And he lived across the street, kind of catty corner from the church at the time. He's since gone on to be with the Lord. But he said he he wanted to do that. And he did not know quite. Um, he, he didn't feel confident enough to take the test. And he really wanted a book to study. Uh, to, and so there was a gentleman that used to come to the bakery at Crown when we were at Crown Center. And he was a delivery driver for UPS. And, I, and we all got to be friends. And I was sharing what we were doing. He said, I would love to help. And we're like, okay, great. So he came one day and he met with that gentleman. And, um, and he said, you know what? I know somebody that works for the company that gives the test. And let me check with him to see if they would let us look at a book prior to the test so that you can study. And his friend that he knew was able to do that. And he gave the gentleman the book so that he can study. That's all that man wanted. Isn't that something? It's not always money that people need. We need an advocate. We need someone that can stand in the gap, that can provide us with what we're needing so that we can get to the next stage that we need to be at in order to be more sufficient um, through the power of God. Uh, what about you? 
What are you seeking? What do you need from God? Ask him, pray, and the Lord will send you the advocate that you need. Now, I'm your advocate right now because I'm I'm sharing Jesus Christ with you. And if you don't know him as your Savior and Lord, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the goal, to be with Jesus for eternity. The other option is to be in hell for eternity. There is no in-between people. There is either one or the other. And we don't get in from being good and kind. We go to heaven to be with the Lord by accepting Jesus as our Savior. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please check out our Transition Zone website. It's tzonekc.org and check out what we're doing. And if you would like to become a partner with us, uh, please do so. You can give $10 a month, $25 a month, whatever you want to do, or one-time giver to help support what we're doing with the youth in our city, teaching them life skills and workforce skills. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.